Coming up this week on The Uncommon Truth. We've been talking about the kingdom of heaven here on season three, and we're taking a break to answer your questions about it. What can you do to make sure you're planted in the good soil? How can we respond when we face persecution for the sake of the kingdom? And what if we don't think we're worth the sacrifice Jesus made to grant us access to the kingdom? All that and more as we do a kingdom Q&A on The Uncommon Truth. The fire that was down the hill was coming closer and everyone was asking about evacuation of this campground. And it dawned on me in the middle of the night how dumb I was not to fill the tank because I wouldn't be able to pull that trailer very far to get out of that fire yeah. if it was coming towards us or evacuating and the gas stations would be packed yeah. and we'd be in a jam because I didn't prepare in advance. So first thing in the morning, man, I ran out and filled up the tank just so I'd be ready if something happened. Now, nothing happened, but that thinking is how people always think about Christianity. I'll do it when I need it. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to the uncommon truth with Stephen Vicky Orsillo, senior pastors of the Father's House Church. Hey, My hey. name is Max. I usually do that part first. Sorry. My name is Max. My name is Max. My name is not Max. Your name is? Vicky. And your name is? Steve. Well, you're right. Orsillo twins. Well. I don't know what that means. <laughs> more like a couple, but that's all right. Glad to have you guys as always. We're a couple. We're not we twins. We couldn't be more different. <laughs> yeah, last last episode we were talking about uh, we all had coffee and and we all had similar amounts of coffee and Vicky's was half full and Steve's was half empty. It's and just our life. Yeah, mine was just coffee. It's just our life. Yeah, the only thing we're the same in is the kinds of our food glasses. we eat. So what kinds of food do you guys eat? Well, we both like the same meals. We go to a restaurant, we're always ordering the same meal. You, he just likes to eat Copy what I her? eat. Or is it just Copy me. indecision? Like, yeah, make it no, to no, you. No, no, no. We no. really do. It's like we order the since same. We were, since we were first married. Yeah, it's the only place on earth we're alike. <laughs> Where we agree on anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. The older I get, the That's less a, he thinks I agree it, with. It's, op, it's, <laughs> it's called menopause. You know, I found, uh, <laughs> I found. I did not say that. But you were th- for you, the record, Everybody heard that. For the In record, your mind, everybody heard it was menopause. <laughs> I don't Do even guys, know uh, what that word means. You I've baby. never heard it before in my life. <laughs> Man. Okay, now you're not telling the truth. Do you, uh, do you ever find out that you're that your spouse has an opinion about you or is, you know, doesn't oh quite think as highly of, of you. Oh boy. This is what happened to me. And oh it's kind of oh. funny. I, I said, we're going to, we should put this uh, plastic sheeting and use it as the walls for the bathroom in our camper that we're redoing. <laughs> 
and I was thinking of the th- the uh, stuff that you line a shower with. Yeah. Um, that's waterproof. It's like yeah. I don't know. You would be able to tell me what it's called. Stuff? There's different it's, ones. Uh, Marlite. It's like Marlite. There's Marlite. It's textured, yeah. and we used it as the yeah. the surface of our our um, year round sledding hill. FRP. Yep. So that's what I was thinking, and Sharia, my wife, says, "Well, don't you think it'll look like a murder scene?" And oh, I think plastic. I think. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so she's like, no, I really think we should reconsider because I don't think that would look good at all. You think it'll be durable? I'm like, oh, yeah, it'll be durable. You'll be able to bounce stuff off that all the time. It won't, you know, as long as you don't, you know, do treat it too poorly, it should be fine. It'll it'll age great. And she's like, I, I just don't think so. About a, two weeks later, found out she thinks I'm talking about like, the clear plastic stuff that like that you put down on the floor when you're painting a tarp, a tarp. <laughs> yeah, like a like plastic a thin tarp. thin tarp that you yeah. could like wave at somebody through yeah. and she actually and I, I said to her you actually thought that was my solution for the permanent walls of our camper yes. where you could see all the insulation through and she she wanted to say no she couldn't but she definitely She's thought honest. that's what i was thinking and was trying for about two weeks to dissuade me from from wow, you guys are just really woods, aren't so, you? It's, yeah, <laughs> you know, eight years. So I, I describe it. This is how Steve and I communicate often. If we're describing a horse, he will start at the butt end, and he says, says this is a horse. I will start at the mouth ha- head. Neither one of us will understand <laughs> that this is both a horse until yeah. we get to the middle section, and then we go, oh, but you've argued. We've argued the like point. cats and dogs. Correct. The My version Correct. of that story is that she's confused and no. I'm not. See, there you go. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about and she doesn't. Yeah, he's no? yeah, a horse. That's no? great. Yeah, let's go watch. Should we no, go to the questions? Get, yeah, so <laughs> I can't get a laugh <laughs> no. out of that from you, Vic. Well, you got our producer. Guys laughing. on the couch are laughing like crazy. <laughs> Random question: Do we have aluminum foil at the house? <laughs> What's that? Okay. Do you How want to explain? I no. know. Uh, our nephew is making, he just, he just on my Apple oh, iPhone yes, watch. For aluminum you can't tell people you have an iWatch and then they understand what you're doing like this. So oh, yeah, because I'm looking. YouTube. Oh, yeah, sometimes you catch me, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve's talking. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Anyway, we are doing a Q&A. Vicky asked the first one. It was about tinfoil. And it's been a while <laughs> since we've done a Q&A, but we've done a lot of episodes on the kingdom of heaven is like. Yep. And so we've got some questions Uh-oh. that we want to, people have had time to listen, and we wanted to Who address these questions? some questions about the kingdom of heaven. So How could you have questions since we expounded so on it so clearly? So well. <laughs> we're so, we explained no, the horse we love so questions. well. We love questions. So we did a lot of, we did a lot of, um, parables parables uh, yes. that jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like and then yes. we also as we were going through these we found more and more places where jesus said um and this is what the kingdom is like or in the kingdom this or the greatest in the kingdom right yes, and so we wanted to make sure um yeah we're not just glossing over things and so we wanted to tackle some questions so are you guys ready we were, we were born ready. We, born do we have ready. a signal? We need a signal. signal. We need to agree on a signal when yes. the question is done. We've answered it. We need to move on to the Because it was awkward the one. last time when Steve just abruptly stopped and and he oh. looked at me and you look and I looked at you. And we got <laughs> yeah, eye contact. that was great. Last and week. Steve looked at yeah last week. Don't make a Did mistake around these two. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you didn't. You're good. <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's good. So we'll uh, we'll start with 
how about the parable of the sower? That was a while back in in the season. We're on this is going to be uh, episode eighteen, and uh, and so that's back in the beginning. So we got a question about that parable, um, and it, it was all about if you if you remember the farmer goes out to sow yeah. seeds, yes, yes, and some of it that. goes you know in this place yeah, and that yeah. place, different types of soil. And the question is, what can you do to make sure you are the good soil? Hmm. Steve? Examine the fruit. What does that mean? If what you're doing is working, producing great fruit, your children are loving Jesus, not, and I'm not talking little kids, but um, your marriage is, is really blossoming and it's what you want it to be and you're your life is being given away and you can recount it. You know, you can look around and say, yes, this is where I give my life with. This is where I serve. This is where, I, you know, if you can make your life about Jesus on the throne. throne. That's what I was going to say. And Jesus you can throne. put, you can look at your life and say, I definitely have Jesus on the throne, you know, and I follow him as Lord. Then you look around at the fruit. And if there's fruit that remains, like it says, 20, 30, 60, 90 fold, whatever it says. I think it's 30, mm -hmm. 60, 90 fold. Yeah. In that verse, um, then you know your soil is good. And if your if your Christianity is not working on the subjects of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, self control, then you need to change the dirt. You got to change the. You got to change out the dirt. You got to stop what you're doing and start doing something different. You got to mm -hmm. find somebody who's got good fruit and ask them if you can follow them. And you go find like i can pretty much tell you if your life's not your christianity is not what you want it to be one of two things is all is you have a wrong perception of what christianity is like a bless me club or a or a you know just a, a fire insurance or you have the wrong idea uh you 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 only got one of two things your life has to change or your thinking is wrong so and probably both but if you follow me I, I can guarantee you, you won't get lost. Follow you as you follow Christ. Right. So you follow me as I, I'll lead you to him. I'll lead you to heaven. I'll lead right. you up the straight and narrow. I'll teach you what he says. And I'll challenge you to actually act upon what he says. And so that's, you know, I think what most people have lost today is the idea of following because we have so much failed leadership, so many guys who failed so dramatically, so publicly who we believed in, who we thought, oh, this is awesome. And then we find out they were lying the whole time. Hmm. So then the next guy says, follow me. And you're like, I can't, you know, I, I just can't. I don't, I have to, I have to not need that in my life. And you're like, well, just because someone did it wrong doesn't mean you still have to f follow. You don't have to follow someone who does it right. You do have to follow. And you need to find people who know the way. You need to know tacticians. You need to know mechanics, people who know how to make things work in Christianity. And that is to lay down your life, give your life away, serve, become the servant of all, and love your neighbor as Jesus has loved you. Hmm. That's not easy to accomplish. Forgive as you've been forgiven, like we talked about last week. Let the most serious transgressions go and be forgiven. Let those debts go and be forgiven. And so then you look at your fruit of your life and you say, now I have a Christianity that does work. Hmm. And that's really, I, th I think, I think it's a pretty easy solution. Vicki? Um, I also think it's, it's, you know, this is my kind of, um, my anthem is to read Jesus, read the New Testament in context, uh, read especially Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, like mm -hmm. we were giggling about before. Right. 
it's like knowing what Jesus said. All the things he said, but with the binding of what does Jesus say, and don't dismiss his words. Hmm. Don't just say, well, I don't really like that. But <clears throat> study to show yourself approved. Give an account to anyone who asks why you believe, mm-hmm. why you have faith in Jesus. Yeah. So if you, if you put those two together, it's uh, take a look at your fruit. Take a look at what your life is producing. Correct. What, your, what the consequences of your belief actually are. Right. Um, and then if you're reading the words of Jesus— match those two up together and when they don't when match they don't up. match up yeah. then it's you who change not picking Jesus. and choosing that's the right. words you follow that's really good and those are the things changes. that are going to produce good soil correct i think it, when i think of good soil like uh, my wife is really into gardening correct and we have found out uh, the limits of the soil in our yard it's mm-hmm. kind of rocky it's kind of it's like not really like rocky and sandy, not mm-hmm. really great, and some things don't just don't grow in there. So right. she started putting banana peels and watermelon husks and whatever in in a old sink and composting and mixing it together and, and adding ingredients yeah. and things like that. And you know, by the time it's all mixed together and it sat for a while, man, she can grow some really good stuff in there, right? That's and uh, even the the little strawberries that come out of that that soil that's planted in are way better and, and bigger and nicer than the little, you know, stuff that pops up in the yard we had before. But it does take work, right? You you don't just stumble onto the good soil. Yeah, working at your salvation with fear and trembling. There's all kinds of things about working, you know, studies show yourself approved, like I said. So yeah, it's taken taken um the, the Bible and reading the old testament, the old covenant for who he is and historically and how it points to, to the to the New Testament. And then just believe in what Jesus said and don't dismiss it. Hmm. And try it. Like you said, if it doesn't match up to what your good soil is, probably you're not reading it correctly. Hmm. And there's yeah. a lot more on this subject we could talk about. Yeah. But that's a great basic thing to do. Look for the fruit. But define the fruit correctly because I think that's one, another big question people ask all the time. What is fruit? Yeah. And it's not just happy life or not just satisfaction or comfort. Mm-hmm. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Can you love? And have patience. And if people say, well, I love, but I don't have patience. Or I love, but I'm not kind. I don't know, you know, and it's, that's a real misunderstanding of fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit that is the, is the, you know, litmus test for whether you're good soil or not is do you have the Holy Spirit? It's not do you have patience. If you have the Holy Spirit, what will grow out of your life is these nine things. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you might grow one, you might grow three. But do you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit? It's, it's one and all. Hmm. Can you do, do you have self-control? Do you have kindness and goodness? And so if you don't, you don't have a Christianity that works. You haven't surrendered to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. You haven't, you've continued to make it your house, your rules, instead of his house, his rules. Yeah. And you haven't given your life over to him. Hmm. I was, I was talking to uh, some people close to me and, and uh, this person was telling me, you know, it's really hard to be be friends with so and so because uh, they never text me first. You know, I have to always be the one that that initiates conversation, that right? And that's really hard because it's it's like they don't care for me. And I had to, I I said, you know, well, this person that you're talking about isn't a Christian, and you are. You have Jesus. So, um, and and that was like kind of like a aha moment of. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's okay to be, you know, it's, 
like you have that fruit growing, it should be okay to allow yourself to be slighted and, and still love. Correct. Right. And, right. and that kind of goes into my next question because Good segue. Um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. We're watching the news and we're seeing all this stuff with uh, the fall of Afghanistan it's back horrible. in the Taliban hands. And it's, it's every day, another atrocity. And it's, yeah. and, um, and so we read a few weeks ago, um, we did, we looked at the Beatitudes, right? Yep. And one of them says, blessed are those who are persecuted or blessed are you who are, are, um, I can't remember the, the exact but the paraphrase. when you are persecuted. For my namesake, yes. is that how it yes, goes? Yes, that's how it goes. Um, so in light of all these things going on, um, and just the world in general, how do we respond when we're persecuted? Well, Jesus said in the verse I preached on last Sunday, um, <coughs> excuse me, Luke uh, 6, I believe starting in 27, but I'm not sure. Um, to love your enemies, do good to those who misuse mm-hmm. you, and 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 love those who hate you, and and say insults you, and and it's like whoa, yeah, whoa. Give to any man that asks of you. Don't borrow, don't loan to them, but give to them. Expect nothing mm-hmm. back. And so, I think that mm. the the situation they're in we all will be in from time to time we will not be in it at that such a hopeless place you and i both know we can escape to some mountain region or some desert region and escape these people if we can you know we know that there's possibilities in our large land of where milk and honey flows and we are going to be taken care of but there will be pockets and cities and things where we will be hated as christians but they're in a hopeless situation. Mm. They're in a helpless, hopeless situation. And um, I think for them, the idea that they have good fruit and that they are on good soil and that they have practiced hearing the words of Jesus and acting upon them is going to have to have been very, very real. They, they were going to have to be very real Christians who read his words and follow his instructions so that they would have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, because no man goes to the crucifixion with the kind of peace that the apostles were described as, or in the Colosseums of Rome being being tore apart by animals, and the and the secular people who were enjoying their death were many times converted by the peace, the kindness they showed while they were dying, the the peace they had, the utter knowledge of their afterlife that they go to a better place. All of that must be yours, and that comes from when you say blessed are, that's not blessed are this one thing, for you shall see God or peacemakers. It's blessed are you when you're filled with the Holy Spirit because you'll be a peacemaker, you'll be, a, you'll be happy when you mourn, you'll be all of the things that Beatitudes say. And happy are you when they come to your door to take your life. It isn't that you're glad they're doing it, or happy American happy, it's blessed, mm-hmm. Greek happy. It's 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 pure it's pure joy inside of you. What's that word? Mercari- Mercarios. Mercarios. A, a joy that has no source, that doesn't have an ending source. The source is unending. Mm-hmm. Like we describe God, He's unending. His mercy endures forever. You know, and all of the eternal things we say. Well, 
when they come to your door, hopefully you have that relationship with God. Hopefully you have that belief system that you have invested your life in getting real, listening to the words of God and doing what he says instead of what you've been taught, mm. what you've concluded. I think 99% of people in American Christianity or Western Christianity, they would say, well, what I believe, and really that's the most unimportant statement you can ever make. It's what Jesus says. Well, what Jesus says when I read him, and where am I wrong? You know, I'm seeking this. Show me where I'm wrong. Ten times, 20 times, I've met with emerging leaders in my church. They said, how can you say the things you say? This is what I've always been taught. And I said, well, go read the Bible. Read it this way. Read it like I'm telling you. That Jesus' words are the, are the marching orders. And come back and tell me you still believe the way you used to believe. And never once have they. They've always come back and said, you know, you're absolutely right. This is what it teaches. And so they become the kind of leader that teaches that. And each thing has caused them to be able to live more comfortably in the understanding that they have a Christianity that works, mm. that is there for them when they need it, when they're faced with monetary problems, sickness. We have recently here in this community been faced with death more than once. And we face it, and it's amazing the inner fortitude, the inner strength we have in it. You, you know, young mother or young wife losing a husband, a young mother losing a daughter. We just, the fortitude and strength that is within them is just shocking. Mm. And it goes from there on and on and on. And that's what, so I believe that those people facing persecution in the rest of the world, and it isn't just Afghanistan, trust me, it's a lot of places they really are seeing the fruit of their life be that God is with them. The Holy Spirit is with them. And history tells us of all the other times when in Rome and other places they were doing the same thing, Christians had a real relationship with God. They had a Christianity that worked. Mm. And we here in America are so fat, sassy, and comfortable. <clears throat> I have a feeling it's going to be hard for us. And I, you know, my eyes are on the prize. I want to go after this thing. I want to keep running the race, and I, I'm, I can only hope I can measure up to that. And, mm. and anyway, well, and, jo and um, I'm just looking up. Um, it's in John 16, and it's it's a whole chapter about tribulations. And at 33 says, "I've told you these things so that that he that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. But take heart, because I have overcome the world." And in the beginning, it talks about um, John. John 16 says all. This I have told you so that you will not fall away. Mm. And it goes on to, to just a lot of unruliness in the world. And I don't know. We don't want to look at that. You know, um, in the Western in the West, Western culture, we've talked about this before. You know, to us, persecution is, you know, I didn't get my Starbucks on time. Or, or you know, somebody had COVID or, or someone died or whatever. And we're shocked when we have these things happen to us. That when the rain actually falls on us, we almost lose our salvation. Mm. So, I mean, honestly, looking at working out your salvation with fear and trembling, like I said before, is really important. That we're not, we're not promised a sanitized version of Christianity. We're offered whatever he's going to offer us. And it really is a ride, so buckle up. Yeah, well, he, in there he says you will, there will be trouble in the world, right? And yeah, which is it goes like, on uh -oh. that. But then... It says he sent us as a comforter. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Well, I was going to say, but he's he's overcome the world. And in that, then we, uh, I wasn't going to go there, but that makes perfect sense that 
that we have we have the Holy Spirit. One thing I thought, like the the question says, you know, uh, how do we respond to persecution? But what you were saying, Steve, is mm-hmm. it's not a response. It's almost like a pre lifestyle. It's like mm-hmm. a you know, instead of being reactionary, it's proactive. Yes. Like get ready because yeah. it's coming, right? Persecution or hard times or suffering, it's coming. So are you going to be the person that's it's ready true. to deal with that it, stuff? It's yeah. literally, pro- I'm sorry, it's literally promised. Hmm. It it's is literally. Yeah. I mean, you just read, like I said, read John 16. It's literally promised that you will have, you'll have persecution yeah. because if you really are in His name, I mean, we're we're struggling whether should we take the vaccination? Should we not? Is it the mark of the beast? Is it not? Should we not take the vaccination? Yeah. They're persecuting us. We can't go to restaurants, you know. And it, I don't know that it's really persecution yet, but he. No. I mean, pr- I wonder how many times he literally talks about what we will suffer. And I, I'm just having this revelation. Have we totally glossed over that? Hmm. Because honestly, if you step back and you just look at the, the lives and the death of the apostles and the disciples, I would say this persecution. Yeah. And in, in this chapter here, like I started saying, is that you better rely on the Holy Spirit in you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hmm. He's come to make his home in you. So don't be surprised when these things happen to you because— he laid down, and they took his life from him, and he didn't offend. And so the way I see this question, you know, is good. I had a story of a – we were camping the other day. We parked our trailer. I was out of gas. We were way low, but I wasn't going to drive anywhere. And I just kept avoiding the gas station all the whole four days. Mm-hmm. And um, the fire that was down the hill was coming closer – and everyone was asking about evacuation of this campground. And it dawned on me in the middle of the night how dumb I was not to fill the tank because I wouldn't be able to pull that trailer very far to get out of that fire yeah. if it was coming towards us or evacuating and the gas stations would be packed yeah. and we'd be in a jam because I didn't prepare in advance. So first thing in the morning, man, I ran out and filled up the tank just so I'd be ready if something happened. Now, nothing happened. But that thinking is how people always think about Christianity. I'll do it when I need it. Mm. And I'm promising you, if you're listening to this, you late. will not be able to do it if you need it. You need to be prearranged. You have to be set up in your faith. Your faith has to be strengthened and built on day-to-day life decisions. Not where someone's putting a gun to your head, but where... Maybe you're worried about losing your house or maybe you're worried about not you missed a payday or you got sick and couldn't work enough time. How are you going to make it with this with a shortened paycheck? You got to go through life learning how to believe like, am I going to give? Am I going to tithe? Am I going to walk this out? And that's where faith is strengthened, where when the guy comes with the gun to put your head, your tank is full. When the evacuation of the world, you know, from Christians is called and the rapture happens, you're ready. You're not going to be able to see the rapture happening and then become a Christian. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see the Taliban coming and then be strong enough to stand against your fear that's just rising all over you. You're going to have to pre-prepare and make sure your tank is full. And I don't know any other way to, I mean, I, I think it's a really good way to look at it was I just tell the story of my gas tank, but in life it's we are practicing we are rehearsing for a final chapter we're all going to face our death and we're rehearsing and preparing for the final chapter well that i mean really i don't know how we're doing this but you're hitting on more questions 
because you're talking about having gas in your tank. Yeah. And uh, and somebody asked a question when we did the uh, the ten virgins, the parable of the the virgins, and oil some and had lamp. oil in their lamps and were ready for the the groom to come. Yep. The bridegroom groom to come, and the others didn't have extra oil, and they they were they he said, you know they what was it they weren't there when he showed up because they went they had to right. go oh, buy oil because they waited the too long to right. get extra they didn't bring extra it's almost like steve in the trailer they didn't and when plan they, ahead yep. when they came back he, he they're knocking at the door and he said sorry you'll never get in mm. yeah so what's the, the question what? is how do you how do you develop that oil in your lamp so it's 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 really clear so you look at god so you the holy spirit the oil is indicative of the holy spirit and that is not a radar beam or a power or the universe. That is Jehovah God. He is the spirit that is holy. He's the father, the son, and the presence of God in our midst. And we call him the spirit of holiness, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. And he is Jehovah God. And when you read the Bible from, from stem to stern, once you've really mastered Jesus and you read about God throughout the Bible, you'll see that what he said was, if you make your bathroom, your, your toilet, inside the camp, when he talked to the Jews in the wilderness, I will not come into your camp. Hmm. And if you'll take your latrine outside the camp, then when you gather at night, I will come into your camp and fellowship with you. And it's really clear what we need to do to prepare for our oil is... Another thing, another place, he inhabits the praises of his people. So, number one, don't mess up your camp with sin. Don't poop in your camp. Worship him and honor him. He is drawn to what honors him and worships him. And then the promise of Jesus, my father and I will make our home in you. Mm. Become aware and conscious that Jehovah God is with you. Worship him, praise him, learn of him, and most of all, obey him. Obey the teachings of Jesus in the new covenant and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll become aware that the Father and the Son have made their home in you through the ghost of holiness, through the spirit of holiness. And he is with you and you and you and you're you go and you live a life that is unholy. You spend your you spend your oil, you wear out your oil, you make you pour it out. And you, you create a, a zone or a place in your life to be a zone or a place or a pad that God can't come into because you didn't take you, you the figurative latrine. I'm not talking about the literal yeah. bathroom in your house. I'm talking about you are messing in your life with sin and debauchery and lying and cheating and just disregarding his will, disregarding his commands, disregarding his love not loving other people, that kind of stuff. Pretty soon your, your lamp is empty, and you can feel it, man. You can feel that your lamp is empty. The light goes out on your belief. It goes out on your love for him. It goes out on your desire to even show up at church. Mm -hmm. You get distracted into all the other things you do and say, I don't have time for him, and you end up with an empty lamp. And like I said, right then, you can't say, oh, now I, want, I, I heard he's coming. I want oil in my lamp. You're not going to be able, unless you prepare ahead like those in your story, the virgins who kept oil, brought extra oil, made sure of their oil and had enough when he came that our life is filled with the Holy Spirit. And when the bridegroom comes, we're going into the wedding feast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I when you're saying that, I just really picture an Olympic athlete 
there's no way that those athletes would be able to compete at the l level they did unless they've trained and you know what is what do they talk about in the new testament you know pummeling your body into some submission running the race running to the, the race to the completion and i think that's really important too is that oftentimes we we forget that christianity <coughs> is running the race to completion and no runner gets his prize unless he finishes the race yeah and so it's every day further up and farther in it's every day learning uh to believe and trust in the lord making him your number one and again uh, i think i said it last week but it's like or maybe i said this week i'm not sure but um uh reading what jesus says mm. what does that mean what does that look like keeping your lamp full what is he talking about you know i'm a christian my lamp is full well, you probably need to find out what he says about that mm. because there's 10 of them, you know, and only five got in. Um, and it's like, so finding out what Jesus says about salvation, finding out what Jesus says about persecution, and don't be surprised that when people hate you because of his name. That's right. You know? It's creating a suitable dwelling place for, for his presence. Spirit. Because he doesn't have to live in garbage, and I don't think he does. Garbage dump. I think he comes in and forgives. He cleans the house like he described. He kicks out the other the other inhabitants, and he takes over the house. And it's we need to keep our house clean, a suitable dwelling place for the presence of holiness in our life. And that means finding out what he is attracted to, mm -hmm. the praises of his people. The gathering of his people, where two Sincerity, or more gather in my name, I will be there in the midst of you, and and those things where you you gather in his name and you worship him, hmm. and I think it's way more than the corporate worship of singing songs in church. I think it's your daily feeling of thankfulness and gratefulness. Right now, we've got our watches set, our our alarms set. Some of us do to pray on the hour and thank Jesus for being in our life. Thank, I mean, I can't believe I get to have you in my life. Thank you for being in my life and thank you for loving me and I want to be like you and I love you and we're trying to create what we want to make sure we do is create a suitable dwelling place of welcomeness and 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 holiness and and Lord I want I intend to never sin again and when the thought comes in my brain that is sin it's no no not that thought I will not think those thoughts no I will only I will only do what you want me Amen. to do I will only say what you I hear you say and I think I think you know persecution scares the scares me to to death to think preemptively about persecution. Um, but I want to be ready. I want to have oil in my lamp. You know, I know that when we walk through, you know, the the death of my granddaughter, I know that oh, he was with man. me. Mm. You yeah. know, um, I know that he held me. I know that I I probably had the joy of the Lord and I felt his protection. And I mean, that's just a probably a microcosm probably mm. to what some of the saints in the Middle East are going through and no yeah. some of the Asian countries or whatever. But um, I want to be ready. So I, every day I want to do the exercises I need to show study to show myself approved. Mm. I want to know what he says, and I want to live it yeah. authentic. Was that the episode we call? We said it was plotting and planning. Plotting and you planning. Don't just, that's really good. You don't good. just stumble out yeah. of no. bed ready. Yeah, that's seeking first the kingdom of heaven yeah. Okay, yeah. and plan first for heaven. Yeah. To make heaven first. Mm. Yeah. And that's what good. I think this whole thing is about is, is that it's just not the bluebird of happiness craps on your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say that? <laughs> that's right. Is that the blooper? Well, you blooper? did say it. And it's true, right? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think it's my and favorite I, saying. And I think. Um, 
lots of Christians, including me and Steve and probably you, you know, sometimes we, that's what we think Christianity is. Mm. I got that's saved right. in 1979. I'm good. Yeah. That's, all I'm, that's all I need. I asked Jesus. He's my Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, he's really not. Yeah. You know, so or he is. Or I mean, he, he is. or he that, is. That prayer didn't make you, it got you to know who he is. It got me on the road, but it didn't doesn't make him your Lord forever. Got me on the road to you the have cross. To daily make him your Lord, and you have to plot and plan to keep him your Lord plot because the world is trying to deceive you and pull you away. Oh my gosh, it's so strong. Mm. Anyway, I hope we answered your question. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that does. Yeah, um, I think we have time for one more. All right. So going back to the beginning of the kingdom of heaven is like we we're talking about. There was there's two uh, one verse two verse parables. Uh, there was the the man that finds hidden treasure in his field and mm-hmm. he sells all he has mm-hmm. to, to possess the hidden treasure. He buys the field and then he gets the treasure with it. And then there's the merchant that's seeking after fine pearls. And when he finds one, mm-hmm. you know, really beauty like exceptional. Uh, what does it say? I pulled it up here. Um, when he finds one pearl of great value, he went and sold everything they had and bought it. Right. And uh, you, Steve, interpret that in a way I've never heard, which is like that is the king of heaven who is a merchant. Correct. Who is going around looking for, for priceless pearls, and he's willing to give anything. We're the priceless pearl. He's willing to give everything for His us. life on a cross, even. Right. And so this is, this is a really interesting question. What do you do if you don't believe you are valuable because of the way you've been treated? Then you believe him because of the way he's treated you. Hmm. He paid an incredible price for his pearl. And I personally have not paid for my treasure what he's paid for his pearl. Wow. I want to give my whole life for the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. And I have to admit, even the thought driving down the road of that guy stole my house. I still am saying the word my house. <laughs> I have not given up my ownership of everything because I still feel that sting. Mm-hmm. And I still think he stole my house. And when I finally get to the point where he stole his house, I won't really like he couldn't have stole his house without his permission. Nobody's going to steal Jesus's house. He must yeah. have given it to, it to him, him and it was his right to give it to him. And I have to accept that. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's a story from last week. Yeah. yeah, and uh, no, the oh, that's right. That was that was last week. I told that story yeah, about the, the house and everything, yeah. and and um, guy stealing my house. Well, the kingdom of heaven decided that you were worth it. Yeah, and you don't. F- oh, you're telling me how you feel. Hmm. Well, what does? Why does how you feel have to rule the outcome of life? Yeah, why is feeling so much the engine that pulls the train if you look at a train it has an engine it has cars in the middle and then it caboose in the old days the caboose was really important engineering point for the function and operation of a chain train and if a caboose pulls a train it's going backwards Hmm. and a caboose has no engine or ability to pull the train so feel so if if the engine is fact the train is faith and the caboose's feelings, then either the faith you have to have faith in your feelings, or you have to have faith in your facts. And you're always going to be better off if your train is pulled by your fa- by the by the facts of, and that is that God thought you were so valuable that He died on a cross for you, and you are you are a fine pearl that He would give anything for. Mm. Now you're the you're you're back here saying no, my feelings are what mm-hmm. matter. Hmm. Um, 
and I choose not to believe that what God believes about me. I'd rather choose what my feelings say about me or other people around me say about me and disregard what God says about me and Jesus says about me. So your train is going backwards because your caboose is leading the way. Your feeling is pulling the way and, and we're going backwards instead of our our fact that God died on a cross yeah. for my life because I was worth it. And that's a fact, whether I feel it or not. Good. I feel lousy about myself. If I would just believe him, I'd feel better about myself. If I'd learn to believe him more, I'd feel more better about myself. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon I'd feel more better about myself. More I'd better, feel all yeah. better about myself, yep. right? More better. I'd have, I'd have the engine, the fact, and the, my faith would be following the engine, the, fa the fact, and the feelings will come along, man. Mm -hmm. You start letting your faith follow the facts, and your feelings will come with you. That's all. That's I have to say it again. That was good. The faith follows the facts. If the faith follows the facts, your feelings will come along. There you go. Faith follows the facts. I think you should say follow. If your faith follows the facts, then your feelings will follow. You guys, oh. say it again. If your faith follows your facts, your feelings will follow along. Well yeah. done. On Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably every day, too. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, what is the fact of if Jesus died for you, then he must think you're, you're pretty, pretty valuable, right? Yeah. It's just basic economics. Value is determined by what somebody's willing to pay, pay. for something, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you saw how, how much lumber increase you're in house building and inflation and everything. People are still willing to pay a lot of money for I'm lumber. I'm still going to build a house, and it's like, right. what's wrong with me? But it's like, this is where we're going, and God's telling me, quit worrying about money. And uh, and and He's willing to pay His whole life for uh, what you know. If if you look yeah. about the uh, the one sheep that went astray, He's yeah. still yeah. willing so I, to go after that one. I threw out a one liner that is is more important than just a one liner should get right. So um, He says the kingdom of heaven is like a buried treasure that a man when he finds it gives all that he has. And I wonder, have I given all that I have? I want to give all that I have. My reality is probably not. I have not given for my treasure all that I should give because the treasure is worth it. I haven't made a value judgment that it's not worth it. I've just wanted my cake and eat it too. I want the treasure and my life. Hmm. Where Jesus says, what does it profit a man to gain his life if he loses the treasure? Yeah. His soul. And so... I question whether I've paid a price. See, he gave it all. He went all the way through the deal. He had the power to stop what they were doing to him, and he did not stop it. He did not cry out to the angels to come save him. Mm -hmm. And he went all the way through the beatings. He went all the way through the death. And he paid that for me, which in that parable calls me his precious fine pearl hmm. pearl of great price and he paid all that he had for that pearl i quite haven't quite paid for my treasure anywhere near what he paid for his pearl i say that as a one-liner but it's really a philosophy that we've got to get a grip on and say this is required this isn't an option to have the kingdom of heaven you would pay everything for. And if you're not willing to pay everything for, maybe you haven't got the whole kingdom of heaven. Hmm. And so that's my passion in life is to go further up and farther in, continuing to get a better glimpse, a better eye, uh, positioning to see the kingdom of heaven clearly so that 
I am willing to give all for it. Good. Its Good. value has to go up so that my cost will be more willing to pay it mm. and less wanting to hold on to everything. Good. Mm. You know, keep mine and give it all and pay the price for my treasure and I think be worthy of him paying his price for his pearl. Me. And so I, I say all the time, I've never, I just haven't paid for my treasure what he's paid for his pearl. And so I'm on a journey. I'm on a, I'm on, I'm on a further up and farther in to get to that point where I am willing to let go of my, 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 my price mm -hmm. for the kingdom of heaven. And I, I want that more than I want anything That's else good. on earth. Got anything to add, Vicky? No, no, it's good. I think those questions were really good. And, good and I, questions. The, the bottom line is, uh, gosh, if you hate yourself, if you don't value yourself, you really need to go after that. Come walk with us. Because really, Jesus, yeah, come, you know, come walk with us. Do our do our um, school transformation online, we'll value you. or do mm -hmm. it do it in person, or do our um, school transformation on demand on the move, because this is something that we we do pretty well. Yep. Uh, yep. We help people understand the gold and the treasure you are, because Jesus says that we believe that that's it, and He's not a, He's not God that He's a God He's God and He does not lie. Mm -hmm. How's it go? He's a, not a man that he should I'm lie. I'm not a man that I should lie. Well, he's God Almighty. Man that he should there change go. his mind. Changes so mind. for you know, it's like do you know do something? Don't just st stay in your in your misery, because that's not life abundantly. Jesus says, "I come to give you life and that abundantly." That's great. Well, uh, as you were saying, we, we've got the links down yes. there into the brand new SOT light on the move. Do it. That's the, uh, the school of transformation where you can, yes. you can take it at your own pace, yes. at your fingertips, online, on your phone, tablet, wherever. Yes. Um, if you work a night shift, you can do it during the day. If you work a day shift, you can do it in the night. If you don't work, you can do it whenever you want. And uh, wherever Everybody walks you're around those little world. Apple things in their ear. Those yeah, little AirPods. AirPods are kind of so weird. Yep, you can use those. I hate them. Yeah. No, they just fall out of my ears. Yeah, I would rather have those big <laughs> noise canceling ones. Yep. Yeah. So you can uh, get in touch with those things, um, and you can you can check out our stuff on YouTube. It's not just the Uncommon Truth on our YouTube channel. There's also uh, every time Steve gives a message, it's on, on YouTube. You can check out his whole wardrobe because he has yeah. some really cool vests. He looks very dapper. Yep. And uh, also our, our, the other pastors and teachers at the Father mm -hmm. Says Church on Wednesday nights. Lots of good stuff there. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any more questions yes. as you're listening, uh, the email is uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. That's uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. Send them our way. We'd love to, to shout you out wherever you are. Um, and if you just have a question about how can I get involved with this, that, or the other thing that we're always talking about, let us know. We'll yeah. help you out. We're so. here for you. We will be here for you if you want, if you need any help. Yep. Well, thank you so much, guys, for giving great. your time. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on God The Uncommon Truth. See ya. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. 
If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.